And you're listening to The Breakfast Show this morning here on Faith FM. We just had a bit, bit of lag time there getting the uh, getting getting unmuted. But my bad. <laughs> thank you, Shell. We can't get we can't get angry at Shell for any mistake she's ever made because she does such a consistently good job. Amen. Like we are the ones who usually get reprimanded for making mistakes. So <laughs> praise God for Shell and everything that she does. You're listening to the breakfast show this morning here on Faith FM and we are going to have another, a, a penultimate, second last clue for the quiz here. I love that word, penultimate. I love it too. I use it every time because it's my favorite word. Here we go. Aquila and Priscilla lived here before having been ordered to leave. Wow. I feel like that clue's more obscure than the previous ones, but Priscilla and Aquila lived here before being ordered to leave. 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text if you know the answer. And if you do, you'll go into the draw to win the amazing prizes that we have for this week. The great prophetic books of Daniel and Revelation, the Bible Study Journal, as well as the KJV Bible with Mark Finley Study Helps. We have a ton of... Text messages. We have we have a fair few talking about AI, talking about. Oh, it's an interesting about. topic. Is it? We were just in the other half of the office having a chat with our colleague Joseph, talking about the deal, what's going on. He was kind of he was bringing up the perspective of AI's ability to now mimic and imitate Impersonate. people. Yep. Yeah, which is which is just advancing more and more and more by the second. In fact, yeah, I was saying one of my favorite genres of YouTube video at the moment <laughs> is where they've gotten um like. Oh, I forget what it's called, but they've, they've got an AI to like mimic the voices of presidents. Like it's like always Joe Biden, Barack Obama, and Donald Trump, and it'll be like it'll be like the presidents discuss their favorite soccer team, or the presidents discuss the 2023 NBA playoffs, or the presidents discuss their favorite music or oh, stuff like hilarious. that. It's so funny. You I have love too much time. I love it. No, I, well, I don't have too much time. I just sometimes. Have free time. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. We've got some text messages here. Uh, Brett says, in regards to AI, I think almost anything can go. The only things we can be sure of, prophetically speaking, is that we will do so much damage that only Christ can put a stop to it with the second coming. But I praise God that no matter how smart AI gets, our right to choose will never be taken away. Well, that's right. No one can take away from us our personal decision that we make in our hearts, eh? Absolutely. And so we'll be... uh, It's like that text Jesus said, you know, don't fear those that can just damage the body. Yeah, who can destroy the body. That's all they can do. Fear him who can destroy both the body and soul. And that is is God. So that is definitely what we need to do to to turn to him at this time. Because, yeah, ultimately it doesn't matter how smart it gets. God is smarter. God is greater. We have Bruce writing in as well. Bruce Dable says, All knowledge comes from God. So without him, the knowledge will be used for evil because they won't know how to use it for his glory. So, well, I guess this is this is what we're talking about is the ability for AI to be used for crime and yeah. harm. Yeah, you, you know, it's it's kind of can be used for good and evil. Depends on the user mm. and or, I mean, I guess if it takes over and goes evil. Then yeah, it's not the user. Then it's not the user. <laughs> but uh, this is the thing. It's like, well, could could AI be used to contribute to a time of trouble such as there never was? Absolutely. And the answer is yes. You know what else can be? You know, can contribute to that? 
a machine gun. Like, right. like there are plenty of things that can all, already harm us in the world. Yep. And if AI is again used to harm us, well, so be it. We know that it's coming. We can stand in Christ. Uh, we have another text message here from Ray, and it says, Speaking of AI and ChatGBT, I have been using it to generate some maths example problems, and when I asked for the answer to the problems, it got most of them wrong. Ooh. They were not even difficult maths problems. Oh, wow. So this is what I was saying as well. Like, I, I think that ChatGPT, this is the thing, though. This is the thing. They have made it dumber. Oh really? Yeah, because there's an uh, there's like a pro version now. Yeah, the the Chat GPT four, no, the GPT four. Well, GPT four is about to come out. Right. Chat GPT, there is like a pro version, which is basically the version that originally came out. The paid one. Yeah, the the paid one is the one that blew everyone's mind last December. The one that is free is like not as smart and not as good. And it's like those updates that Apple give you that slow your phone down. <laughs> yeah, that, that is yeah. Gotcha. That's exactly gotcha. that is exactly what they're doing because now they got bought by Microsoft. <laughs> like <laughs> OpenAI was like a super, you could say, virtuistic, like uh, philanthropic company of like, oh yeah, all the software that we make just goes to everyone. We we get you know private backers, but they don't want anything to do with profit. We're just trying to push technology forward. But now that it's been bought by Microsoft, it's being monetized. So, yeah, that's probably your problem, Brayden, is that you, you don't have the pro version, so it's spinning you back on the answers. And I was so actually, now you're selling pro subscriptions on Faith FM. No, I'm not. I, I'm, I, well, that's your problem. I'm not saying go and buy it. Oh, yeah, okay. Do you need it? Like, do we need it to teach mathematics before? No. The free one's pretty good. Yeah, the, the free one's all right. But uh, yeah, you're just gonna have to really, really check, really check those answers. You are listening to the breakfast show, and that's all the text messages you guys have sent us. Oh, and unfortunately, Suzanne has texted him with the incorrect answer. So sorry, Suzanne. Good try. You are listening to us this morning here from Faith FM from the breakfast show, and we are going to get into our Bible study for today. Awesome. And we're talking about the topic. Well, the overarching topic. For our quarter, this quarter, the for the 20 million movement Bible study is three cosmic messages. I love these messages. Which is in- amazing. Like, talk about the perfect response to what fear and worry about. about the end times and totally. chat GPT. Incredible. But our first week has been, the overall lesson for this week has been titled, Jesus wins, Satan loses. We know the end of the story. Amen. And now we're talking about, in today's study, God's end time remnant. Yes. The idea that God would have a specific people. Now, we'll pick up on this by reading Revelation chapter 12 and verse 7. So, would you be able to give us a look at that? Revelation chapter 12 and verse 7. Absolutely. God's word says, And the dragon was enraged with the woman... And he went to make war with the rest of her offspring who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. Oh, that's verse 17. That's right. Can, yeah, can you read for us verse 7? <laughs> oh, we want to we go wow-y. a little bit back. We want to go okay. a little bit back. Yeah. Yes. Okay, let's go back. And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought. Okay, so we see from the very beginning that God has always had a people who have sided with him. That's right. And in the context of Revelation chapter 12 and verse 7, you know, where, where are they fighting here? 
Blair as this... Heaven. They're fighting in, in heaven, you know, at the time of or maybe even preceding the creation of this earth. Like, that is where this war has broken out. And it's essentially the war between Christ and Satan that's been fought over the centuries, over the millennia. Uh, and that is based on Satan, a created being, having ambition to be creator and convincing people around him that he should be. And now that has led to the situation that we live in in this earth, where unfortunately our earthly parents, Adam and Eve, told, uh, thought it was a good idea to follow Satan and what he said and decide to... Yeah, bad move. Bad yeah, move. <laughs> incredibly bad move. And now we are living in a world in which sin exists as a result. But even after that time, God still had a people. We had the two lines that came from Adam, right? You had the line of Cain, which mm-hmm. was in deep rebellion to God. And you had the line of Seth, who lived lived more up in the mountains, who were a people who followed God until, unfortunately, a little bit down the line, they're, they're eventually merging together as a result of uh, of lust, which, hey, such a, such lust is a sin in which people participate in, and, and it makes sense that that would be the thing to get them. But the point is, is throughout all generations, God has had remnant people. If you work Absolutely. your way down through there, the calling of Abraham, Abraham and his family, his lineage, ultimately leading to the people of Israel. You then, we've been talking about Paul in our quiz, when you, when you get all the way down to the succession of the Jewish nation by the church at large. And throughout history, you've seen movements rise up that have been for God. And, and one of the most impressive ones to me, the Protestant Reformation, where despite persecution over faith, people rose up and said, no, we are going to truly follow God in how his word says. That is what he has called us to do. And that is exactly who we have been called to be. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. But now we come to the end of time and we consider, well, would God have a people then? And if we see all through history that he does, then surely he would, right? Absolutely. God would totally have a people following him. And we know that there is going to be a division on this earth between people who are following him and people who are not following him. Often those are divided along the lines of the saved and the lost. And that's really that's really the climax of this final book of the Bible, Revelation, You know, featuring this contrast between God's faithful end-time people described as this remnant, this group that are faithful to God, and then the group that is not, right? The contrast between that. And you see it with the battle right back there with Michael, Jesus fighting against the dragon, uh, and, and that whole scene playing out. So absolutely, yeah, it's there. It's right there. Mm. Now, we come to verse 17. Do you want to read it for us again, oh, yes, yeah. Blair? You I know, love that. Get us, get us in I was, one more time. I was, I, was, I was running ahead. <laughs> it's just such a good verse. So. It is powerful. Yeah. So describing this group of people, it says the dragon, of course, we've learnt previously the devil um, from verse mm. 9. The, dra- the devil was enraged with the woman, God's church, mm-hmm. and he went to make war with the rest of her offspring or the remnant. Uh, the the uh, KJV puts that as the remnant, that, mm. that faithful group uh, who keep, and this is the description, right, of them. They keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Mm. 
Amazing. So we went to considerable lengths in our study yesterday to define these different characters, to look at, okay, who is the dragon? And as you said, Satan. Who is the woman? Oh, that is God's people, the church. So, well, the church, God's people throughout all ages, and we and we, we define when we see the scenes in Revelation 12 of, oh, the woman gives birth to a child who will rule all nations with a rod of iron. That is the God's people at that time, the Jewish nation, uh, bringing forth into world, into the world Jesus, who would live, die, and resurrect. And we see that, yeah, he has the power over Satan. He has the power over the dragon. He has the power over sin. And, and even though the dragon is aiming to devour him as soon as he comes out of the womb, as Revelation chapter 12 says, it says he was snatched up and caught up by God. So he didn't sin. He lived the perfect life. He died on our behalf. And now he is in heaven mediating for us, which is the beautiful story of what Jesus has done for us. Now, it then would go on to say that the the woman would go into the wilderness that God's people would be persecuted for a time by an institution that Satan has set up to persecute it, that is the Antichrist. But at the end of this time period, it would come out of the wilderness, and we read the scenes, the, the consummation of those scenes right here, where the dragon, with the woman still being alive, the dragon is absolutely enraged. You know, Satan is enraged with God's people because they're still going, and there is the offspring of God's people, this, this new group, who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus, the end, the remnant just before the end of time. And so we have this topic of remnant and we have these people and they're given two very specific identifying characteristics of a people who keep the commandments of God and who also possess the testimony of Jesus Christ. Now, what do you think it means here by keeping the commandments of God? What, yeah. are, what are we looking for in these people? Which commandments? Well, you know, it doesn't say keep some of them or keep one or two of them. It just says keeps the commandments of God. So this this description, this characteristic of God's end time people is one in which the faithful are those who respect God's commandments. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> All of them. We've got his Ten Commandments there that he's given us. And, uh, yeah, these God's people, faithful people at the end of time. It's a simple Christian challenge to... Worship God according mm. to the way he's asked to be worshipped. Absolutely. Now, I'd love to challenge you, Blair, and pick your brains a little bit. As a as a person who has come in here, Blair is, is none other than a master's student at Andrews University. Oh, studying, here we go yeah, with the so, so, oh. so that means we have the right to, to pick <laughs> on you. Now, no, no, I don't want to pick on you. We're just going to discuss because there are lots of different interpretations and views of who this remnant is, particularly as, as historicists as people who hold a historical view of uh, prophecy, we would say, oh, these people are simply a group of people who follow God in in truth at the end of time. And we can look at those definitions in Revelation 14. Now, there are those who say that this group who keep the commandments of God is actually, so this is more in, in evangelical and futuristic traditions. They say that this is actually a group of Jews who have been converted to the worship of Jesus or, or Jesus. Jesus. Yep. Um, and they're identified as keeping the commandments of God because Christians today don't need to keep the commandments of God. You know, we, we've, we, we're not under the dispensation or we're not under the rule of commandments. You know, we have Jesus now, whereas these are a group of Jews. This remnant at the end of time is a group of Jews who keep God's commandments because they're Jewish. 
and then also worship Jesus as well because they're under a different dispensation. How do you feel yeah, about I, that? I think I think it's just mental gymnastics around clear statements of scripture. So uh-huh. you, you've got, you know, you've got. Uh, there's no the, the, God's faithful people here are described as those that keep the commandments of God, right? Mm-hmm. So. There's no mention of Jewish people. I mean, yes, Jewish people can keep the commandments of God, mm. um, but yeah, the, the 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 idea that the cross, you know, Jesus' death on the cross brought in an age where the commandments were no longer important is just it just doesn't match up with the rest of Scripture, mm. right? That we've, you know, Jesus said, uh, "I'm not come to do away with the law," mm. right? He's, but the, the law will not pass away. Absolutely, mm. not one jot or one tittle of the law will pass mm. away, and so yeah, th- this is this is this idea that that it is passed away is a- exactly contradictory to scripture. So mm. I think you know, as, as as people who just take a plain reading of scripture, we should read this and see in it a challenge to follow the commandments, just like Jesus said. He said, "If you love me, yeah. you'll keep my commandments." Right, and Absolutely. so our love for Jesus drives us to live a life of faithfulness to Him. Mm. I, I, I totally agree. I think it's the the argument that is made is because the rest of the New Testament is believed by people who kind of have that dispensationalist view to almost be anti-Jewish, overly anti-Jewish to the point where it's like, and to, and to bring distinction between Christians and Jews, even though there's such clear sayings as, you know, such clear, um, such clear statements as like, there is neither Jew nor Greek, male or female, free nor slave um, in Christ Jesus. You know, these these very clear points of, oh, you know, we are all now, Peter saying to all Christians, we are all now the priesthood of believers. Uh, we are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and this including not just Jews, but Jews and Gentiles. And, and they're like, oh, yeah, so the New Testament is for Christians, the Old Testament is for Jews. And then they take the most New Testament book, Revelation, like the deepest New Testament book, which is also an incredibly Jewish book as well, because it's based on symbols and allusions from the Old Testament. But it's like the the latest written most New Testament book, and then they bring out all these themes of, oh, well, here it's talking about the Jews, and here it's talking about the Jews, and here it's actually talking about the Jews, and oh, Judaism needs to be established, and oh, we need to rebuild the temple in Jerusalem because that will enable the Jews to be able to be this remnant people. But again, it, as you said, mental and theological gymnastics it's discounting the clear reading understanding of scripture as you said it's not only jesus who says if you love me keep my commandments but then it would be john who would say the same writer of the book of revelation it's like and this and writing to a christian church in a non-jerusalem area he's like and this is how we know that we love god that we keep that we keep his commandments and this is how we know that we love the children of god that we keep his commandments. So love, the love of the love of God and the love of our fellow man has always been rooted in keeping the commandments of God. And we see here, it's like, oh, and who are they who are standing with God at the end of time? What's the litmus test? Is it those who call themselves Christian? Well, they respect God's law no, and they, they seek to live it in their lives. Exactly. And the whole point of the Revelation 13 in, in Satan's deception, which we won't go into in depth today, is that the devil's trying to do everything that he can to help people to fall into the trap that their commandments don't matter. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> that, that, that we don't need to, to be interested in God's law. Um, but, of course, God calls us to do that. And his faithful end time people, his remnant people, uh, will have a desire to keep and follow all of God's law. 
Mm, absolutely. And it's it's been an attack on God's commandments that have been the always the goal of Satan. From the absolutely. like the first commandment given, which is don't eat the tree, that was attacked. And then if we work through later in the past, like later in biblical history, it would be the institutions that Satan would set up, the Antichrist, mm-hmm. who would have the specific goal of changing times and laws of God. Why would God change it now? No, he's given us these commandments to bless us because it's an expression of love to him. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. We have our very last clue for the quiz here. This city is located in Italy. If that doesn't make it clear, then I don't know what will. Think about the only city located in Italy... In the Bible. It's kind of pretty famous too. So, hey, 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text if you know the answer to that one. If you do, you'll go into the draw. This is your last opportunity to get in for the draw of the great prophetic books of Daniel and Revelation, the Bible study journal, as well as the KJV Bible with Mark Finley Study Helps. And maybe you haven't answered yet. Maybe you're like, oh, you know, I'm not playing the quiz this week because I haven't put any answers in. We have had people win from one entry that was put in on the last day. That's inspiring. So there is always That's a, call a chance. To action. There is really- always a chance. 0491-064-669. We've got some answers coming through at the moment, actually. Shout out Kayla. But hey, 0491-064-669. I am located in Italy. And D as well. Oh, man. Now it's just, they're just flooding in. They're like, they felt that call to action. Oh, wow. Now, like, this is my last opportunity. They're getting in. Fantastic work oh and we we have we have blake texting in as well who is uh, away today he says uh it's weird hearing my voice in the breaks (laughs) because usually well usually his voice is not only in the in the breaks but but on the on the yeah that's right on the air but uh oh blake we miss you keep keep living life doing your thing we are going to continue on with the bible study we are talking about Firstly, the commandments of God. So these are the people that keep the commandments of God. So the litmus test, when you're, when you're asking the question, okay, who are God's people at the end time? And we've been talking, man, all, all show about what the, what, what the world looks like just before the end of time. Yeah. And the scary things that are happening, but no matter how messy it is, look for the people that love God's law. That's right. That, that's a big thing for us. It's like we can clearly identify, oh, Jesus is coming back soon. Who are those people who I'm, who are, who are God's people? Those who are following his law. But then it says here that they have the the testimony of Jesus Christ. What does that mean? Is it is it a testimony? We, we talk about testimony as in someone's personal story, their testimony of their testimony of how it is that they became a Christian following Jesus. We also have uh we, we know that you know the testimony often the Bible is called a testimony. Mm-hmm. So what are, what are we looking for here, Blair? Yeah, this is this is another really helpful characteristic. I love how helpful the Bible is when you're trying to when it wants us to know something, identify something. It always gives characteristics, right? You see that in the um, the characteristics of the little horn, Antichrist power. So many characteristics to help identify it. And so here again, we have all these characteristics. We've got those that keep the commandments. It's so that we don't have to guess, right? God makes it so clear. Mm. So he says, number one, they keep the commandments of God. Number two, they have the testimony of Jesus. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing, and we'll, we'll get to that right in just one sec, but the other thing I love about this is that we don't have to guess and make up these sorts of things. Absolutely. We don't have to put human interpretation on uh-huh, these, uh-huh. on the Bible. When you want to know what the Bible means when it says something, let the Bible interpret itself. Yeah. Such a, a fundamental principle of understanding mm. God's word. And and that's so important because there are a lot of people who would say, oh, well, God's people at the end of time, they are those that speak in tongues. Yes. God's people at the end of time, they are those who are rich and prosperous. God's people at the end of time are this, God's people at the end of time are that. But the Bible is absolutely clear. What do God's people look like at the end of time? They keep his commandments. Obviously, having the Holy Spirit is a, like, we can, when we understand how it is that we keep his commandments, there's, there's a lot to unpack there, but it's well, a that's simple right. and, you know, test. In Acts chapter 5, it says God gives the Holy Spirit to those who obey him, mm. who keep his commandments, absolutely. who love his law. So there is a connection there. So we have a caller coming in, and it's actually not a caller. It's someone who works in the office with us, Joseph, who's uh, he's got something to, to comment on on the show here. Joseph, are you with us? Yes. Hi, Lawson. Hi, Blair. Good to hear your voice this morning. <laughs> yeah, it was it was good. We were uh, hanging out outside your office a, a little bit earlier in one of the breaks. What, what have you got to talk to us about? Look, I just wanted to piggyback from something that you guys said in the news section about the whole AI thing. Sure. I don't know if you know this, but there is a book that was published in the 1960s uh-huh. by a guy called Frank Herbert. The book is called Dune. It's a whole series of books, mm-hmm. and it's quite interesting. They had a, a movie about it uh, launched, I believe, last year, mm-hmm. uh, an interesting watch. Uh, and the whole premise of the book is that humanity almost came to the brink of extinction because of their use of artificial intelligence Ooh. and highly capable computers. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So the book uh, is based on like a, a, a sort of an apocalyptic sort of future mm. where humans were banned to use any technology that resembled a human brain mm. and that forced them to develop their own brains. And they were capable of doing incredible things and building incredible machines and you know even mm. uh, doing interplanetary sort of... Um, uh, expeditions just based on mechanical stuff, mm-hmm. zero computers. And it, it, this is just, uh, you know, to me, I was just reflecting here. Uh, number one, man, how come this author, like 1960, we're talking about like 50 years ago, mm. 60 years ago, has already 19, sort of uh, seen yeah. a lot of those things kind of happening. Uh-huh. But the second thing is, uh, you know, I think that, you know, for, uh, for us, while technology helps us a lot, it also helps us to get a bit dumber because we start mm. relying more and more on these you know, devices and our brains kind of, uh, I find that they don't get the exercise that they mm. need to really develop and flourish. Uh, you know, I was even thinking to my kids, you know, I, I, I really want them to, uh, you know, I have a five-year-old, a two-year-old, and I really want them to spend, in that, particularly in that beginning phase, with as little technology time as possible mm. because otherwise, you know, I want them, you know, their brains and their muscles to really, really develop uh, with the natural things that God has, mm. you know, uh, created and given us. Absolutely. Yeah. And I feel the same way. I <laughs> studying right now with all the AIDS that we have, you know, ChatGPT, we're all talking about you plug your, your essay in a ChatGPT and be like, oh, write a conclusion, please. <laughs> and then, and then, and then not try and copy it, but use some of the, some of the language that it's uses to, uh, to, you know, better and, and further. Like, definitely, I, I hear what you're saying. It's, we live in a, in a time in which things have developed and gotten so easy that potentially it could lead to the ability where we have no ability to do things like, I, well, in, in, we've seen that right throughout in, 
a hundred years ago, or maybe even two hundred years ago, I personally would expect be expected to be a subsistence farmer and to grow my own food. I can't do that now. I don't know how to do that. Oh, I know like basic basic gardening a, a principles. Weak, a weak man. I know I'm a weak man with skinny fingers. Come, can... come and volunteer uh, uh, at food pharmacy, <laughs> organic garden and uh, i'm learning myself as i'm on that journey and we'll teach you everything that i know <laughs> amazing hey that's a cult of inviting our listeners as if they want right. to come and check it out at food pharmacy so we're located at uh 52 <laughs> out of street sorry to do a bit of a merchant here uh it's a plant-based restaurant delicious mm. uh and we are studying a garden we're going to have a gardening club as well mm. uh so if you're uh, don't know anything about garden, come and learn together with us. Or if you know a lot about gardening, come and help us. Uh, <laughs> whatever is your case, we'd love to have you uh, gardening with us. Absolutely. Joseph, thank you so much. And, uh, oh, man, I'm going to need to improve those skills. Gardening is good for you. Amen. Hey, testimony of Jesus. Yeah, so as we said, we don't need to guess what these things are. We can yeah. go straight to God's Word. So let me read out for you Revelation chapter 19, verse 10, where it tells us exactly what testimony of Jesus is. It says, I fell at his feet. This is John. I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, see that you don't do that. I am your fellow servant. He falls at the feet of an angel. Mm. And he says, I'm, a, I'm of your fellow servant and of your brethren who have the testimony of Jesus. Mm. Worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Uh-huh. So this description of God's faithful people at the end of time it says that they have the key of the commandments of God and they have the spirit of prophecy, which, uh, mm. sorry, the testimony of Jesus which is the spirit of prophecy. It's the gift of prophecy that God gives his church. God has gifted his church all throughout the ages with spiritual gifts. One of those gifts is the prophetic gift. And God's faithful end-time people have the active presence of the prophetic gift in their midst. This is a helpful characteristic to define God's uh, group of faithful people at the end of time. He doesn't want them to be short of any gift Mm -hmm. leading up to the second coming of Jesus. Absolutely. So then we would need to say, okay, who is it that possesses the gift of prophecy according to the tests of a prophet in the Bible? Because they keep the commandments of God. They, right. they know the, the, the testimony. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 8, to the word and to the testimony. They speak not according to this because there's, there's no, no light, light in, them. in them. So we need to look for those who keep the commandments of God and those who have the testimony of Jesus that, again, is according to both those commandments and according to the word of God. That is the, the pursuit that we need to go on, all of us. So, guys... Let us let us do so and give us some thoughts as well. 0491-064-669. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. And we've come to that time of the week where we do nothing else but spin that wheel. Oh yeah. So Shell, give it to us, hit it. Oh, there we go. It's spinning. Oh it's, yeah. <laughs> It's slowing down, and we have a winner. All right, we're going to be trying to get them on the phone right now. Let's have a look at some answers for the quiz, though. So what city am I? Firstly, Anisiphorus ministered to Paul while he was in this city. And, of course, it's in... We kind of... This clue is just a collection of, like, small, obscure details from Paul's different letters that's just put together. So that's, like, in 2 Timothy towards... Well, at the beginning of the letter, when he's communicating to Timothy, he tells him that. Then, and then we know that Paul had to testify in the city. This is what he was called to do. Furthermore, Aquila and Priscilla they lived here before being ordered to 
leave and go to Rome. That's actually Acts 18. And we know that Priscilla and Aquila were then later referenced in Paul's epistles too. But as I said, this city is none other than Rome. And finally, I am located in Italy. That was the dead giveaway. That was the giveaway. It's, It's Rome. And so we had lots of people get in at the end with the answer, but unfortunately... We have our winner. Well, not a, we fortunately have our winner on the phone. Unfortunately, they didn't win. We have our winner on the phone, and it's none other than James. James, are you there with us? Yes. Hi. Hello. Ah, oh, we are absolutely stoked for you because you have won the great prophetic books of Daniel and Revelation, the Bible Study Journal, as well as the KJV Bible with Mark Finley Study Helps. Now we have Woo-hoo! to ask you. Oh, well. Yeah, if you can get, get excited, excited. Be, be, absolutely. That is quality stuff. So, We're studying Revelation at our prayer meeting. It'll go handy. <laughs> oh, you, now you have the perfect place to write notes in. Oh, absolutely. Sounds oh, great. It was worth texting in. As well as <laughs> this awesome KJV Bible that is not only great because it's the Bible, but it's got these six study helps in them too. So you can you can be enabled to, to even teach at the prayer meeting. I've done that a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. You're well, well seasoned then. Oh, James, congratulations. How, do you, how often do you listen to the show, James? Um, pretty well every morning. My wife listens to it while we're eating breakfast. So, uh, wow. yeah, I'm conversant with what you guys talk about. <laughs> oh, praise God. You guys, you guys are in there getting it done. Oh, but absolutely. Of, but of course, uh, what, what area are you coming from? Uh, we live in Brisbane, Chambers Flat. Chambers, is, okay, Chambers Flats in Brisbane. Yeah. So, does that mean you're getting up early to listen to the show? Like 6am? Uh, sort of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we start in terms of Australian Eastern Standard Time. We're on at 7am, but non, yeah, yeah. non, uh, non-daylight savings time. You're going to wow. lose it soon after Easter. Yeah, that's right. After Easter, it'll all be, we'll be back to morning and you'll get some grace. You'll be able to wake up, have a little bit of a sleep in instead of 6 a.m., 7 a.m. Oh, I've got to get up and go to work. <laughs> oh, still, it's, you're still pushing through. Hey, James, thank you so much for listening and thank you for answering all the, the for the quizzes this week. No worries. Amazing. Catch you. Catch you around and God bless, hey? Yeah, God bless, James. Have a great day and a great week and a great weekend and a great Sabbath. So, amazing. Now, have you ever been to Italy? Have you been to Rome before? I absolutely have. It's a fascinating city. I've loved attending mm-hmm. Rome. What did you see while you were there? Oh, the Vatican. Uh-huh. Vatican Museum. Uh-huh. Yeah. Pizza shops. <laughs> <laughs> of course. The Colosseum. I've I've never I've never been to Rome. Even though I lived in Europe for a couple of years. That was like one one area that eluded me. Mm. But yeah, it's um it's definitely interesting in regards to the history of the church because it was the final it was the resting place of Paul, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yep. He was he was killed there testifying. I visited the prisons and yeah, yeah there's, there's wow. great stuff to see. But uh now it's what someone what a lot would consider the center of Christianity in the world with uh, the existence of the Vatican. But the question is, is that a good thing? And it's, uh, it's, it's been a place of much controversy. And, of, of course, it was, the, it was the area that inspired many a reformation yes. uh, in standing up against Rome and against the Vatican there. So, yeah, interesting place with an incredibly interesting history that goes all the way back to the Bible. And, and even, you know, it was... With uh, with Roman iron nails that Jesus was was coming right. across, and and of course that just came from Rome. It's a, yeah, interesting place with it, an amazing, amazing, profound, 
and very, very relevant history to what we read in Scripture as well. But yeah, oh, congratulations, James, as well, yeah, well for done. getting in. And what a prize! That could be you. That the, our, our our takeaway message is that could be you. So don't be left on the couch not texting in. Absolutely. So as you are listening to the breakfast show every single day, make sure to get in with some messages. And I love this these clue cards because they have all these questions. But then the question that we always leave out in the end it says, "I am Rome, Samaria, or Bethany." And I think after all those clues, yeah, could it you be can narrow it down? Yeah, to could the... it be anything else? Yeah. Anything else but Rome. Hey, if you've been to Rome, let us know. We've got a text message here from Chris, actually, who says, Thanks for another week of spiritual bre- breakfast. God bless you all. God bless you. You're listening to The Breakfast Show, and you're listening to Faith FM. Program is going to continue, but remember to talk faith, to live faith, and to act faith. God be with you till we meet again. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.